Welcome to the Housing Matters Podcast, brought to you by the California Association of Realtors and the Center for California Real Estate. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Housing Matters Podcast. My name is Oscar A., Senior Economist of California Association of Realtors, along with Jordan Levine. Hey, everyone. Hi. Um, I know we haven't um, done one for uh, a couple weeks or so. I know we're a little behind, but... Uh, but, busy uh, couple weeks. Yeah, very busy couple weeks. But uh, we just have uh, some sales report release a um, couple well, days ago. Lots and, of new goodies uh, this whole quarter, actually. Yeah, and we well, we have a couple releases actually. Yeah. But uh, let's uh, let's start with the uh, latest July sales number. Yeah, you want to run them through the numbers? What happened? Sure. Well, we did have a pretty decent first half of the year, mm-hmm. and we kind of kick off the second half with a July number of. Not as robust or not as good as the um, the first half, but we still uh, had a, a growth. Uh, in fact, you know, based on our uh, July's number on a year-to-year basis, we were actually increased by uh, 0.9%. I'm sorry, 0.9%. Um, and the uh, sales number of existing single-family home uh, passed 400,000 again at 421,460. Um, and we also had some increase in the price as well. Yeah. And even though it's not as high as what we uh, had last month, yeah, uh, it was June, above five fifty last month, right? Yeah, five fifty five, and I believe that was the highest uh, for quite some time. I think since so. the bubble, even right? Right, exactly. Yeah. But it did okay. So it did drop in July to four uh, four uh, five forty nine, but it's still at a very high level. Um, yeah, definitely, and unfortunately, I think the you know thing for me that I worry about is that you know prices just continue to outstrip. Incomes, which means that we continue to fall, I guess, farther and farther behind the curve, and I guess that's what we showed in our Q2 affordability number as well, right? Exactly. I mean, if we well, let's dissect, uh, let's uh, um, go to the affordability just a minute um, to just give a little bit of an idea. Second quarter affordability was released a couple weeks ago, and you're absolutely right because of the increase in home prices. Um, even though we still have very low interest rates. The affordability went down below thirty percent. Uh, in fact, it wow. was twenty nine percent for the state as a whole. Some areas are even worse. Um, and if you take a look at the uh, minimum income required to buy a median home, <laughs> it was above hundred thousand. It was hundred ten thousand, and it was double what it was five years ago. Wow. Yeah. So you uh, making fifty five thousand dollars a year? You're in pretty uh, dire straits from a home ownership standpoint. Then I guess. Right. Exactly. And the ho- the thing is the 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 concern that you had in mind was, keep in mind, we were, it was at 4%. Right. 30-year fixed rate was at 4%. Imagine, you know, if, and, if, and this, I guess it's a lucky thing that we're still at 4% because at the beginning of uh, this year or late last year, we predicted that it will probably by now hit four, uh, 450 or something like that. Right. right? Yeah. Um, and it is possible to, we can still hit 450 by the end of the year, but it looks like less and less likely that we will have a uh, fast growth in interest rates, which is a fortunate thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, with uh, five or, you know, six or even 5% interest rates, I think the, the math on some of these home prices starts to make less sense, right? Exactly. I mean, right now it's 29. If we hit five or six, 
I, I think we will hit below 20, right. 15. Yeah, and that's a pretty scary prospect, right? When you think about home ownership, which is dangerously close to falling below 50% in the state, and then you combine that with the fact that, you know, basically as of the second quarter, 71% of households in California couldn't afford that median priced home. Um, it's hard to see how you end up with um, a, a rising home ownership rate in California with those kind of conditions out there. I know, and of course, uh, we've talked about supply a lot, a lot of time. We'll turn our attention to supply in a minute. Um, the the housing affordability issue is definitely a dire issue, um, and that actually pushed up home prices. And I said the home prices did go up. And the thing is, the scary part of it is also it actually, you know, at least the last couple of months, it seems to be accelerating. Yeah. Definitely. And I think, you know, that's in turn, I think, having an effect on on sales, right? We started out in that kind of 5% range, the mid, you know, 4 to 5% range in terms of price growth at the beginning of the year, which was already, you know, again, faster right. than how much people's wages are going up. But uh, since then, it's only gotten faster at 7.5%. And it doesn't really show much signs of cooling down. I started doing this thing here called a market velocity index where we're just looking at, you know, how many homes sold that month uh-huh. and how many new listings came online to kind of replenish the the shelves, if you will, of homes that got taken down off the shelves when they sold. And, um, you know, we continue to outstrip the amount of new listings by selling twice as many homes as the amount that come back onto the market, you know, in the following month. And so, um, you know, the inventory problem gets worse, the affordability problem gets worse, and you see that when you look at the sales numbers, right? That sales growth has started to to trend down. I think if you go back, like you said, to the start of the the second quarter at the end of March, right? We were five, five and a half percent ahead of where right, we were right. at, you know, the same point in twenty sixteen. And since then that's just fallen, you know, now we're below three percent ahead of where we were. So we've already kind of cut our lead in half over the right. last three, four months. Um, and it appears to be slowing down further with that slower sales growth and the fact that we dropped, you know, month to month from July to June, um, you know, and that suggests that some of these affordability and inventory problems are are going to come to a head or at least, you know, start begin to really impede our ability to grow sales. Uh, definitely. And, and we, I mean, just kind of looking ahead a little bit, we do expect, you know, sales growth to continue to de- decline this year. Yeah. Um, and for for no reason at all, just looking at uh, last year's sales in the last quarter, it was actually pretty high because of October, November, and December sales pretty high because of yeah we had the Trump bump basically right, at right. the end of the year. Good yeah, good way of describing it. Yes, um, and so we, we we definitely will see some decline. Now that of course may or may not be specifically about supply, but supply did play a role, you know, all along. It's definitely not going to help anything. Definitely not. And of course, sometimes we talk about okay, whether the sales are statewide median price, whether it is because of a change in the mix of sales. Right. Now in this case, I don't think it is a change in the mix of sales that much because you know if you look at the high end areas like San Francisco Bay Area, yeah. Santa Barbara. Yeah, we might have one to one or two months of maybe year over year decline, uh, year over increase, but overall, I don't think their share actually increased. Right, and we're also seeing growth at the bottom end. Right, we're seeing San Bernardino, Central Valley also growing, um, and so I think that that kind of helps even out right. on the bottom end too. So it, it doesn't seem to be a, a shifting sales mix necessarily. Right, I think that uh, you know it's it's a function of these things eventually you know starting to hurt in terms exactly. of folks pocketbooks and prices continue to go up faster than their wages and and uh yeah i think that that's you know it's not the whole deal and like you said we had a great final quarter last year so uh-huh. you know even if we weren't in this kind of 
beginnings of a downtrend and growth, um, you know, that would obviously factor in just because when we grew 20% last year, unless we grow another 20% this year uh, in November and December, then it's going to be hard to top those numbers. That's just a basic math question, regardless of where the trend's heading, right? That's very, very true. Now, um, let's turn our attention um, to, to supply for a minute. Sure. Um, I mean, we've talked about supply all along, and we say it's tight. Let's see how tight it is. I mean, we I think we reiterated a couple of times before that um, on a year-over-year basis, supply definitely has declined. Yeah. Now, whether you're, you're looking at the unsold inventory index or you're looking at active listings. Yeah, definitely. Unsold inventory went down. Um, it actually went up a bit from June, but that's a total seasonal, uh-huh. um, you know, seasonality thing because June's such a busy month. But compared to last July, I think we were at 3.6 months of supply. Now we're at 3.2 months uh-huh. of supply. When you look at active listings, I think there was 13% fewer active listings last right. month than there were even last year. And last year was already a really tight market. And so to think that we have you know, 13% fewer active listings even than that. Uh, and I went out and just looked at active listings going back, you know, year over year, a couple of years. And, you know, you really have to go back to like 2010 and the pit of the downturn to find another year where we had fewer active listings on the market really? than we do right now. Um, and so I think that, you know, the demand is there and that's why prices continue to go up. And it really is, you know, a supply phenomenon. If it wasn't, um, due to a lack of inventory, then you wouldn't see this rapid growth in prices and things like that. You wouldn't see a dearth of active listings, right? Um, so the demand is there. The economy is getting better. More folks have jobs. People are earning a bit more money, not as fast as their home price went up, but they are earning money. The demand is there, and it's just really butting up against this you know, lack of supply. Unfortunately, you can't sell what isn't available for sale, and we're seeing that in the growth numbers. Yeah, I mean, when you take a look at, I mean, of course, when we talk, look at supply, we look at how many people uh, list their properties on the uh, MLS. Right. We also look at you know, how many homes are actually being, uh, being constructed, how many new homes are being constructed. Um, you know, if you look at the supply side, the construction side, I mean, we noticed recently um, when I hone in, when we hone in a little bit on the regional level, right? We, we noticed that okay, well, there seems to be a little bit more supply for um, the San Francisco Bay Area last year, right? Um, and um, some folks might in the Bay Area might say, well, look, look at the uh, sales in the Bay Area; it seems to be moving in uh, the positive direction again. Right. Um, I think some may have, I mean. Uh, for San Francisco Bay Area, or San Francisco specifically, it's actually a very small area. Yeah, less than a million people. Right, and then of course we we started seeing a little bit more construction, just like LA. Yeah, you know, in downtown San Francisco. Seeing those construction cranes. Yeah. Um, and so some of the San Francisco sales increase that we are seeing could be because of uh, increase in supply in condos. Yeah, some of those condos finally hitting the market, coming online, right. going on the MLS. Yeah. But you know, don't. Don't get us. You know, don't uh, take this wrong. I mean, even though there is supply uh, floating up on uh, San Francisco, it doesn't necessarily mean that the supply situation is not tight. Yeah. Uh, and look, San Francisco is a median price for condo and or um, single family home. It's still above a million dollars. Yeah, definitely. It's still not very affordable. And, you know, even though they are building uh, and they did a a decent job last year in terms of getting new units up and we saw construction cranes all over downtown L.A. where we are as well. Um, But if you, you know, look at the size of the hole that we have to dig out of, it's going to take more than just a good year or two. Uh, And one of the stats I thought saw the other day that I thought was really interesting was uh, 
a report on new construction by a metropolitan area. And uh-huh. one of the things I saw was that like Denver was building like crazy. I think in 2017 alone, they've built, uh, you know, like 25,000 new units or something like that. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to scroll down this table. And, <laughs> and three slots below Denver was uh, was L.A., where we built like 21,000 new units. And I went out and looked at the populations. And, you know, it's just so sad. L.A. is four times the size of the Denver metropolitan area, and yet we're building just a fraction, you know, of the housing that they are, uh, and and then we wonder why we have an affordability problem. Very true, and and it's it's true. I mean, sometimes you see in LA downtown LA that oh, there are some constructions, but also you know you got to take into consideration some of those constructions in downtown LA. There are condo, maybe luxury apartments. LA is a big area. Sure. I mean, you some of the suburban areas you don't see any construction. Yep, definitely. I mean, when you look at the you know amount of jobs that have been created just since the end of the downturn in a place like LA I think we're coming up on 500,000 new jobs that have been created in LA County alone over the past six seven years and yet you know the area is permitted I think just over a hundred thousand new units so unless we start living five people to a unit um, you know we're not really getting ahead of the curve in terms of solving this housing shortage exactly so um, I mean, looking ahead a little bit now, we know that you know supply is definitely an issue for the rest of the year. Um, home prices. I mean, when we go through, we know that you know uh, for home prices, at the, for the second half of the year, usually things kind of slow down a little bit. So yeah. Don't be surprised, you know, for um, August, September to see a little bit of a slowdown in home prices. But don't also get fooled by it that. Home prices are actually slowing down on month-to-month basis, maybe. On a year-over-year basis, you can count on it from going up. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, when you look at the you know time on market, those homes are still flying off the shelves. They're staying on market. You know, on average, less than 23 days. And in fact, sellers are getting 100% of list price, right? They're getting what they're asking for those homes. And that suggests also, you know, the prices aren't going to go down uh, anytime soon. And so I think it's, you know, from a from an existing homeowner standpoint, life is good, right? We're accumulating right. wealth. Those home prices continue to go up. We're building up some nice equity. If you're, you know, a potential seller, it's, you know, attractive to think about putting your house on the market it's going to sell in less than 23 days i'm not going to have to cut any discounts i'm not going to have to make all these concessions to these picky buyers um but at the same token right it's that much harder for buyers right you're going to be out with stiff competition you're going to have to pay a premium for those homes you're not going to get any concessions from those sellers um you know and and affordability isn't particularly great to begin with and so um you know i think that's the kind of two sides of the coin that we're up against and even though folks want to buy homes there's all these kind of headwinds and even for folks who might want to sell their home it's kind of a daunting prospect to turn around and have to become a buyer in this market too absolutely i mean you know with all that you said add on to it is you know what happened to you know our economic situation and what happened to you know the policy uh, uncertainty in politics or uncertainty in policies those are some of the unknowns and I mean, something that we already know that we probably could could, could sense that it's going up is of course interest rate that's a little bit more uh, it's just a little bit certainty but otherwise I think it's uh, 
it's very very likely that buyers are going to have a uh, some it's going to hit some challenges yeah no doubt so uh you know the market continues to move forward despite all these challenges up till this point we think it will continue to do so i think all of our members will still um you know be able to have a great year and things like that but it's just going to require a, a little bit of extra hustle a little bit more imagination work effort um to be able to find the stock for those buyers or convince folks to to make those listings happen absolutely um well i think uh, that kind of Gives you a pretty good idea of what's going on uh, when the uh, second half of the year kickoff. But I mean, there are a lot of things that will be coming up on the screen on the uh, the service, and we'll definitely will uh, follow up with you and let you know uh, in our podcast or via our Facebook live stream or maybe the webinar. Yep, definitely. As we know, so will you guys. Thank you so much for your time. All right, have a good one. Bye bye.